grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crosshow with me today. Chase, how you feeling on this lovely Tuesday afternoon? And if you say it's not lovely over there, I feel bad because it's bright 65 degrees over in East Lansing. I am pumped. It's weird. So looking out to the sky right now, I don't see the sun anywhere. I don't know exactly where it would even be. I, I look around and it's kind of hard to tell because the, the, the sky is kind of gray. It's not like it's gloomy or anything. It's just, you know, kind of a gray sky with sunshine. It's weird, so it's like nice, but not. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hanging in. Otherwise, uh, you know, just chilling. Might be in the market for a new cell phone here in the next day or two. So I'm looking forward to that. Doing a little research on that. That's about what I got going for me. Okay, and hey, that makes sense because you are not an Apple user, so obviously your phone dies a lot more quickly than you know my <laughs> phone as an Apple years. user. Uh, yeah, and I've had mine longer than that, and it works perfectly. Mine works, the battery, hey, pers- mine works perfectly fine too. My oh, but but you're legit, legit. My my parents just tell me, hey, if if you want to get a new phone, we'll buy one. I'm like, oh, okay. Why would I say no to that? Gosh, I wish I was rich too, man. Rich boy props. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um. But hey, yeah, my my Apple, it's doing fantastic right now. Actually, my battery life, I think it's at 91%. That's that's the last time I checked. Um, and Apple. battery life is different than battery. And for anyone that feels like their phone dies within like two hours, don't charge it overnight, people. Come on, what are we thinking? I mean, I know the day is long and, um, you know, you're busy. And right when you get home, your phone's dead. So you got to plug it in, charge it overnight while you sleep. Bad idea. That's that's only going to waste money out of your pocket. Try not to do that. But Chase, I believe this is Bolts broadcast episode 33 in season two. Is that correct? Um, the t- 30, I, I think it is 32. I thought maybe it's 33. I don't even know right now. No, I, no, no I think it's, it's 33. It's 33. It's 33. It's 33. You're, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. We're good. But anyways, 33 episodes already into season two. I know that's. Yeah, it's, it's, that's crazy. I mean, it's going fast. It, it really is. I mean, it, this season itself, everything really about it is going fast. I mean, 
the amount of games played already in just like two and a half months has been incredible. The fact that we've done 33 episodes has been incredible. I mean, it's it, it zooming. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, I'm excited about it because as we continue to zoom on forward, we're reaching the trade deadline, reaching the playoffs. So very excited for that. But for today, on the 33rd episode in season two of the Bolts broadcast, Bolts broadcast, excuse me, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. So first, we got to talk a little bit about a historic streak in the NHL. Um, for some people, you might know what we're talking about. We'll get to it in a minute. Um, we're going to preview the series that we have coming up against the Red Wings this weekend. Um, then we're going to be talking about an injury, some waiver stuff, and some NCAA signings coming over to the NHL. It's going to be a good episode. Chase, first off, the Sabres, dude. Oh my gosh. The worst way possible to reach or tie is it tie or overtake the streak the current streak I, th- I think it's tie tie the 18 game losing streak in the NHL longest losing streak ever in the NHL the Sabres tie or overtake it and they do it after being up three to nothing yeah dude and it made me even more angry because I did a, far- a parlay uh, the other day or yesterday and now I was like you know what? The Sabres got to win at some point. The Flyers have been kind of struggling. Why not? I would include them in it. If they would have won, my five bucks would have literally turned into $600 because everything else hit except for this. Uh, and they were up 3 nothing. I'm like, no way. This is awesome. This is fantastic. And then they pissed away the lead, lost the game in overtime, and I, I just couldn't believe my eyes as I later watched the rest of the parlay go perfect. So angry. Buffalo, I hate you. Buffalo fans, I feel bad for you. I, I don't know how you can, like, it's hard to continue to be a fan of a franchise like this. You know, I get it being a Lions fan, uh, just going through this this kind of bullshit. So you, you guys are in my heart, you're in my thoughts and my prayers. Uh, you know, may, maybe it'll get better one day. Yeah, and I saw a tweet, and well, first, I will say it is a tie. They didn't overtake it. They'll do that pretty soon, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, as of right now, they tied the lead record with 18 consecutive losses. But I saw a tweet saying that in the past year, I don't know if it was calendar year or just in the last season, um, the Buffalo Bills have more wins than the Buffalo Sabres do. Yeah, yeah. And the the Bills are in the NFL, which is a 16-game season plus postseason, whereas, obviously, it's the Sabres here in the NHL, a lot more games. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I I think I either retweeted or I sent you guys to on Twitter, but it was since, like, February something. Um, Here, I got it right here. So wins from Buffalo teams since February 1st, 2020, Bills 15, Sabres 14. That's not good. That's not good. No, that's uh, probably worst case scenario for Sabres fans. Uh, luckily, the Bills are looking pretty good, and they look to repeat their division title this year. So we'll see how that all works. But Chase, let's move on from Buffalo and the Sabres and all that's bad there. Come down to, to sunny, bright Tampa, Florida. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, first off, we got to talk about Jamel Smith and how he's back with the NHL club after some some good showings down in Syracuse. Yeah, I mean, he, he after getting sent down last, he played three games. He's just coming off of a five-point uh, performance, three goals, two assists, or two goals, three assists, drawing a blank right now. Regardless, five points. Um, and, like, he's, yeah, he's, he's been looking good. So hopefully he can come up here. You know, Volkov's gone now. Like, it creates an extra roster spot. I, I hope he can kind of push for a role because he, he's a guy that I really like. I like Jamel Smith as a player. 
Um, he's not someone who's you know incredibly offensive or flashy or anything, but he's got some ability for sure, and he's going to be useful in all aspects of the game. So if you can use him in your bottom six, it's awesome. You could use him, you know, as a center, you could use him on the wing, you use him on the PK. You can use him really like where you need him, and I hope he's able to kind of find that role because he could be a real help to this team going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And if he can help add to the depth that we have uh, towards the the bottom of the team there, that's something we won't need to address when we're going into the trade deadline. So very excited to see that. Hopefully he takes this opportunity and runs away with it like he did when he was down in Syracuse. You know, he, he took that opportunity of trying to prove himself that, hey, it sucks getting sent. It sucks getting sent back down to Syracuse, but now it's my time to show that it was the wrong move and I'll be up there soon. And it's exactly what he did. So hopefully he runs away with this opportunity as well. But Chase, uh, we talked about the Columbus series last episode. Uh, no games have been played yet as we are recording on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, first game is tonight, March 30th. And then the next game will be Thursday when this episode releases. But we do have the Red Wings on a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday, April 3rd and April 4th. Should be some pretty good matchups. Um, it's It's been different with the Red Wings. You know, we've had a couple games where we blew them out and then we've had a couple games where they were pretty close and they even took took one off of us yeah you know i we talked about that kind of briefly in last episode how you know there was some concern based off of that previous matchup but i really don't think it's gonna be the case this time around uh if i'm not mistaken you know bernier he got hurt a little bit ago for detroit and he's still hurt uh so if he's not in and grice is in grice has been terrible he's been one of the worst goalies in the league this year so that won't be an issue we'll be able to exploit that um but, you know, on, on the bright side, regardless, it's a Saturday, Sunday, uh, two like daytime games, got a 1 p.m. and a 12 p.m. Eastern time. So, you know, you, you get to wake up and start your day with some hockey. No, you know, nothing really better than that. Hopefully we can see some two ass kickings, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one thing as as a fan, I'm a little worried about with the one o'clock and the noon games. Like, I love watching hockey games during the day, of course. But that's one thing I'm worried about because players are always used to showing up at 7, 8 p.m. and playing, whereas when it comes to these type of games, who's going to show up, you know? Who's going to rub their eyes out first? Who's going to get stretched out? Who's going to be ready to go first? And that's going to make all the difference. Hopefully our our Lightning are here to play and shut the Red Wings down, but we'll have to wait and see, obviously. It, it should be a good series and expecting a 2 nothing series win. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. You were talking about how Grice has been just a horrific goalie this year. Um, I also wanted to ask if uh, you saw the tweet, but I think it was World Hockey Report. He was talking about Carter Hart just being terrible, and is it time to send him down? Um, Obviously, Carter Hart, a young future star, uh, if not already a star in the league. He has had some trouble this year. Uh, Do you think that's... That's the right decision to send him down. I I don't know if that's. I, I'll I'll let you answer. This dude drives me up the fucking wall. I can't. He makes me so angry listening to his shit, dude. Like you're reading his shit. I don't listen to his shit. And I refuse to listen to his podcast. But uh, like re- reading his tweets, it's it's very infuriating because like it's just horrible take after horrible take. Yeah, Carter Hart's having some struggles. He's a young goalie. That's fine. He's one still one of the better goalies in the league in terms of his true talent, and there's no denying that. He's having a rough stretch. Um, 
he just he needs a break. He doesn't need like, don't play him every other night. If if you can, you know, you get someone else in there. I, Brian Elliott's your backup right now. Um, you know, you just get him some more playing time. Let Carter Hart kind of chill. Maybe whoever you have on the taxi squad and just completely scratch Carter Hart and let them back up for a little bit. Just let him take some time. You know, if he needs a little time away from the game, you know, do that. This is a lot of hockey. You know, a lot going on. Uh, for like really, he's still he's still a kid. He's he's like around our age. He's he's not anybody older. I think he's not like a veteran. He's, he's having some troubles, and it's going to happen with young players in the league. We see it all the time. We see it, players get over it, no problem, and I think he'll be just fine. To say he needs to go to the American League is just just stupid because he's significantly better than that level of hockey, and I don't think that would help him. I like it, it doesn't help going down to the American League when you're just clearly better than everybody else. If you're coming off of an injury and it's a, it's a conditioning um, stint, you know that's different because it's just trying to get your legs back up to speed or whatever. But just because you're having a little bit of struggles, even though you're a clear world-class talent, no, that's a joke. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something we look at Nail Yakupov. I mean, he's a guy that you and I know a lot about, and we've followed his career. And that was one of the reasons why you and I think he kind of failed in the NHL was the lockout. They had him sent back down to juniors, and he was just way better than everyone else and just kind of lost the... Uh, I guess will to work down there and just didn't really need to try that hard. Whereas Carter Hart, he's seen success in the NHL, him being in the NHL and struggling a little bit. This isn't a time to send a very good goaltender over years that we've seen. This isn't the time to send him down and kind of hurt his confidence and hurt his worth work ethic. Yeah, no, not at all. There's very few guys that can go down to a lower, lower level of talent, dominate, and not pick up bad habits, you know, like if, if you look back to uh, the lockout season in 2013, 2012, 2013, that uh, I think I think they were in Bakersfield still at the time, uh, may, maybe not. But regardless, um, that the the American League affiliate for Edmonton at the time, then they had Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, um, Nuge, like J- Justin Schultz, like they, they had this, that, you know, r- ridiculous team because um, obviously they're waiting to play the NHL. You know, those guys went down there and I don't think any of them picked up any bad habits because they're all there to kind of check each other. And um, so that kind of helps. But if, you know, this one world class talent goes down, he's going to pick up bad habits because he's just better than everybody else. And why go out there and like risk injury doing something extra when you can still beat them doing something a little less? And then if you start doing that too often, it becomes repetitive, and then you can't get out of those habits. We saw it with Yakupov, saw it with Alexander Dig, the most classic case of, of that argument. So it really, I know it's different than goalie too, but still, it really wouldn't help Carter Hart going to the American League. I firmly believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you brought up the Edmonton Oilers system a couple of years back, and it's just hard to imagine what that team would look like if they were able to keep on to Taylor or hold on to Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle and get some extra scoring to help out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They'd be a dominant force right now. Yeah, I mean they should. There's no reason that they that they shouldn't be a top team in the league based on their previous draft capital, draft capital, and some of the players that they had. It's kind of embarrassing that they're not really. Yeah, well, Chase, we just talked about Carter Hart. Let's stick with the Philadelphia Flyers. Talk about Shane Gossespierre. Um, things really haven't been working out for him in the last little bit. No, not at all. He's been pretty bad this year. He, he's obviously not a, a defensive defenseman. He's uh, you know more offensive guy, but he hasn't really put up points. Last couple of seasons, it's fallen off pretty hard, and that has been followed up with a subsequent uh, waiver placement, so he's currently on waivers. I 
I really don't think guys, like guys like this don't get picked up on waivers very often for a reason because they're struggling and it's, it's a decent cap hit. You got to try to move uh, your roster around to try to add a guy like this. But this might be a different case. I really think that a team needs to think really like take a long look about claiming them. If someone like Buffalo can uh, claim them just because like, they have first priority, you, you might as well. Maybe you can um, trade them. Maybe he can get some more confidence there because he'll be their number one defenseman. Maybe a team like Detroit can claim him. He'll be their number one defenseman. You know, one of these lower level teams, if, if they can claim him, make him number one defenseman, maybe flip him or maybe try to fix him. That'd be great because I don't think he's getting fixed in Philly. I, I think the way things are going in Philly, they need those defensive style defensemen. And your guys at least can kind of play both ways. And that's just not gossip here. It just it doesn't work there. He really needs to be somewhere else. And we know from this experience, but also our NFL knowledge, looking at the Carson Wentz experience, Philly is not a friendly market. If you start to struggle, they're going to get on your ass. And if you're not a guy who is very hard-headed, hard-nosed, that doesn't care what anyone thinks, it's going to get to you. It's going to eat you up, and you're going to lose confidence, and you're going to continue to struggle. And that really stinks because we saw Gossip Beer come on to the scene in 2015-2016 with an excellent rookie year. Had somewhat of a sophomore slump the next year, but the following year in 2017-2018, put up 65 points through 78 games with a plus 10. Since then... He's really struggled. So uh, I agree, Chase. I think this is a case where teams should really look at trying to pick him up, help him out, because those Philly fans are ruthless. They see him get sent out on waivers. I can't imagine what the, the Twitter uh, rioters are saying. They're probably saying something like, good riddance, who needs him? He's trash, stuff like that. And if he's on Twitter, he's going to see that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, like athletes see, see that stuff all the time. Athletes, if they have social media... They see everything that you tweet at them because like they're usually, especially nowadays, they're usually the ones managing it and seeing it. So when you're saying these brutal things to them, they're like they're reading it. I don't get how people can like be inclined to like just say something like that to a stranger on the Internet. I've never understood that. It just it blows my mind regardless. Um, yeah, they're seeing the stuff and it gets to people, even the strongest minded people it will get to eventually. Uh, so, you know, you got to think that there's probably some of that happening to him getting to his brain. So if he can go somewhere else into a more friendly market, maybe a more casual market, he'll be better off. Yeah, absolutely. And people are out there on Twitter just trying to cause chaos. Like I was looking at a tweet today and it was about Mac Jones and Justin Fields, um, two quarterback prospects coming in the upcoming draft uh, for the NFL. In case any of you were unaware, um, they were asking, who would you rather have out of these two quarterbacks? And someone said, Justin Fields, no doubt, or something like that. And a reply tweet was saying, Dak Prescott is trash. There was nothing about Dak Prescott in the tweet, but the guy who tweeted he would rather have Justin Fields had a Dak Prescott picture on his Twitter. So, like... People are out there. They're they're going into people's stuff. They're like, all right, what is this guy like? I'm going to absolutely trash on it. I'm causing chaos. I don't care. Uh, it's it's some crazy stuff on Twitter. That's for sure. Twitter's an absolute hellhole, dude. If like if we didn't have to really have it for our, our platforms, I, I like I've contemplated deleting it just because I see so much shit I don't want to see. Um, but like, you know, we, we need it. Obviously, we're, we're trying to grow our brand and, you know, we want to inform our followers and listeners on stuff that we have going. So we keep it. But there's been so many times where I just I see shit and it's like this is this isn't helping me. This isn't good for me. This isn't good for anybody. Why is this who who does this? Like why is this here? And it, it just like it's 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 really annoying. But yeah, we're still holding on to that hellhole of a platform. Yeah, absolutely. And 
there are some times where some of the stuff that doesn't need to be said, it can be a little funny. So I, I get a little joy out of it. But yeah, a lot of the time, it's just idiots being exactly what they are, idiots on Twitter. So, well, Chase, let's talk about the Florida Panthers, the little brother to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Unfortunately, they had one of their best players go down with a terrible leg injury. Aaron Ekblad, it looks like he's going to be out for quite some time after having surgery on his left leg. Yeah, 12 weeks is what we saw, so that's going to be the season most likely. Um, if they go on a deep run, you know he's got a chance of coming back, but who knows if that's going to happen. Uh, it, it sucks, though, because we're big Ekblad fans, personally. Uh, I think he's an underrated defenseman. I don't think he's like some you know top-tier guy, but I think he also is not rated highly enough for his offensive or his defensive abilities. Um, it, it's a big piece for Florida to just be, be missing. You know, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be a little easier for us, make it easier to play against them. But yeah, you got to feel for, for Ekblad. You got to feel for Florida. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a tough hit for them as they are trying to continue to push for the playoffs right now, sitting in third place. Um, and they're a good bit of uh, in front of the Predators and the Blackhawks who are just trailing at 37 points while the Panthers have 48, but this is definitely a hit. This is going to be something that affects the team, and uh, the, the injury wasn't pretty itself. I mean, when you when you look at the video, Ugh. he went down, and it did not look good. Um, at first, when I saw it, you know, at full speed, live, I, I thought his foot got tangled between the boards and the ice, that little crack, and I thought it was going to be, like, terrible. It wasn't that, but... It still wasn't good. It was a gross injury, and you feel bad for him. The stretcher came out within, what, 10, 15 seconds. He was pounding his hand on the ice. Uh, you feel bad for him, for sure. Oh, yeah, it, it was ugly. It was ugly. And we wish nothing but the best for Aaron Eckblad. Hopefully he recovers soon because we want the best Florida Panther team out there so that when we beat them, they can't make excuses. But Chase, we'll now move on to some NCAA signings. Uh, we got four guys to mention here. David Ference, Alex Steves, Seth Barton, and Mike Hardman. Let's talk about them. Yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of go in the order that you said it. So starting with David Ference, um, he's the most notable guy on this list. He just recently signed his entry-level deal with the Nashville Predators, uh, just coming from Boston University. I would assume that he plays with Nashville. I, I can't imagine that he goes down to Milwaukee. He, he's, a, he's a ready to go dude. He's someone that I was always kind of shocked never made the World Junior teams. Uh, he's a th- you know former third round pick, a guy that I really liked in 2017, and he's showed some like absolute dominance once he got to that Boston, once he got to Boston University and got that playing time. I mean, last season, like not the one that just happened, the one before in a full season, 43 points to 34 games as a defenseman. Like he's got some offensive prowess. He's a good two way guy too. Uh, he's just really someone that, that you're, you're going to trust in the back end. So Nashville's got a good find there. Moving on, uh, yeah, Alex Stevis, he's uh, an undrafted player out of New Hampshire, signed with the Maple Leafs. I'm going to assume that I think it starts next year. So like he's not going to play any NHL games this year. Uh, he, can, he can go down to the Marlies or maybe t- down to the coast, whatever they want him to do. Uh, so we, we won't see him in the NHL this year, maybe down in the future, though. Next on the list. Uh, we got Seth Barton signed with the New York or Jesus signed with the Detroit Red Wings out of UMass Lowell. Uh, he, he, this is a, a Canadian kid. Um, I want to say his might be a next season deal as well. I don't know for sure. I, I didn't see any details on that. But regardless, he's not going to play in Detroit this year. He'll go down to Grand Rapids, get some time down there. 
And then the final one, Mike Harmon, literally just happened as we're recording. Uh, didn't have it on the list at first, but he just signed a deal with the Chicago Blackhawks. I would guess he will probably play in the NHL. Uh, he only played two seasons at Boston College and leaving early. Odds are you're going to play in, in the National Hockey League, not going down to the American League. Uh, he, he's got some skill. Never been a point per game guy, but he could be a decent piece for Chicago. So, yeah, you know, four good signings right there. Chase, the one thing that absolutely annoys the hell out of me is that Nashville continues to find these really good defensemen and just stack them up. I mean, Ryan Ellis, Roman Yossi, guys that they found that are just terrific. Uh, Dante Fabro, they got in the first round. They got David Ference in the third round now coming to the team. It just seems to be a team that's just constantly stacked with really good defensive talent. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. It's weird because don't forget Shea Weber and Ryan Suter, both draft picks of the Nashville Predators. Uh, you got Matias at home currently on the team as well. It's just that, that's what they do. They draft defensemen and, and they draft some good goalie prospects, too. But when it comes to drafting forwards, no. Who, what? Who drafts forwards? It's silly. Yeah, that's uh, and, and the, the thing is, is if you draft elite defensemen and draft elite goalies all the time, you think, okay, I'm going to be able to flip one of these defensemen or one of these goalies for a really good forward. However, that hasn't been the case. They they just can't get forward right for some reason. Um, aside from, of course, the Martin Erat for Philip Forsberg trade, but uh, like Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson hasn't worked. Uh, and they just, no. for some reason... Forward is the bane of their existence, and that's tough. I don't know. They gotta they gotta shake up the scouting room or, or something, or, or just add pieces because uh, if you can't get the forwards right, defense and goalie can only get you so far. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And going back to that Jones Johansson trade, I hated that trade so much at the time. Like I just like I was like well, Nashville. I I get you guys need that forward presence, but this is such a young defenseman. This guy was. He was at, like when it came draft time, the final draft rankings, he was in a one rated player in the draft class and he fell to four or three or four, whatever it was. Um, and he's looking like one of the best young defensemen in the league currently and just one of the best defensemen in general. And they just kind of gave away for Ryan Johansson has been underwhelming. I, it just it was weird to me. But a funny story that I remember from that is when they got traded for each other. I, I don't know if it was in Nashville or Columbus, but they happened to just see each other at the airport. Like, weirdly enough, they took a picture of each other and then just went on their ways. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I the trade was terrible. It hasn't worked out. Um, I, I think people were interested to see what would happen because Ryan Johansson did just have a pretty good season with Columbus. Um, so people were interested with this work for both teams. However, I think a lot of people did favor the Seth Jones Columbus side a little bit more. Now looking back on it, that's the easy winner. And that draft class, even though Seth Jones went number four, uh, it was a great draft class, especially in comparison to the one that came before it with Yakupov and all the other guys we continue to gripe on. But Nathan McKinnon, Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Druin, who's, you know, hasn't been the greatest player, but, uh, you know, he's been he, a good NHLer. Yeah. Yeah. He's been good. Uh, and then Seth Jones at four. What a what a top four there. Yeah, it, it, it's decent. I'm, I'm going to be honest. All right, Chase. Well, that's going to be it for the episode. We're going to head to a hockey name of the day. Um, and then after the hockey name of the day, we are recording a new WNP sports pod. Um, going to be doing it on the offensive linemen and defensive linemen for the upcoming football draft. I'm super pumped for it, Chase. But uh, scrolling down here to hockey name of the day, we've got, ooh, that 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 last name is going to give me some trouble. I'll tell you that. Uh, so we I'd got, assume the first name wouldn't. 
uh, I don't know, um, Petro, no, Peter, um, it kind of looks like Deliberate, but it's not, uh, Deliberator, I don't know. That, that was pretty close, actually. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty good at this. Pete, so, yeah, Peter, of course, deliberate. Jesus, I just messed it up. Oh, well, Peter, I got it right. <laughs> deliberatory. So, P- oh, Peter Deliberatory. Yeah. Deliberatory. It, it's, gotcha. a, it's a whole bunch of syllables. Um, yeah. You got to throw in the, the E sound at the end. Yep. But I, I saved this one for hockey name of the day because I figured you, you'd struggle a little bit with it. I mean, hell, even I knew how to say it and then botched it. But regardless... Peter actually just signed an actual deal, too. Uh, he's leaving Quinnipiac, signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. He was a six-round pick by them in 2018. This is a guy who was he was a nice value in his draft class. Um, someone that you looked like, okay, he could he could have some, you know, an NHL games on the road. And he's kind of turned into a more well-rounded defenseman as time's gone on. He's looked really good at Quinnipiac. I don't know if he's going to be in Vegas uh, at all this season. If not, you know, he'll go down to, to the American League and have some success there, I would assume. But he definitely could be someone who has um, NHL playing time between the season and or next season. Well, there we go. Hockey name of the day. Not usually a show, a segment where we see NHLers in here, but uh, could be the case here really soon for deliberatory. There you go. All right, Chase. Well, that's going to do it for the episode. Let's hit him with an outro and we can skedaddle on out of here. Everyone, as always, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. You want to be just supporting us, you'd be supporting the whole network. It's not required, but if you want to get more content from the Hockey Podcast Network, make sure to check us out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet, that's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod, that's WNP Sports Pod. You can get all your sports talk there. I mean, the only two sports that matter are hockey and football, so that's that's all the sports talk you need anyway. So yeah, between Bolts Broadcast, Hockey Podcast Network, and WNP, you're going to get your sports talk. Uh, but regardless, make sure to go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts on the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Whatever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, and please use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.